Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing, and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. Hi, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about this podcast today. So today what we're talking about is the art of choosing recovery. And this applies to anyone, whether it is a recovery from an addiction, whether it's a recovery from codependency, or whether you're just on a path of um, discovering your true and authentic self, this podcast is for you. So I'm really excited to be talking about this today. And it's one thing that I am super passionate about. And just as in my own experience as a clinician and a lot of the work that I do, I just, I want to change the conversation about choices. I think there's a lot of shame around choices, but I really want to talk about this today in the sense of how we really step into who we really want to be and um, how that looks and, and what, what are some applicable things that you can do to make this happen and work for you in your life. Okay, so um, I am going to quote Edith Eva Eager. Um, She's been quoted in my podcast before. I really love her story. And to me, she's a story of her story is uh, one of victory. And she suffered through horrific um, trauma in Auschwitz, but um, is an inspiration to so many people. So I'm going to share her quote. And it says, it's very dangerous to put your whole life into somebody else's hands. You are the only one going to have you're going to have for a lifetime, all other relationships will end. So how you how can you be the best loving, unconditional non nonsense caregiver to yourself? Okay, so first of all, I love this because she's talking about how we can take good care of ourselves and how we can choose to belong to ourselves, but also to really step into our authentic selves. And it's a skill that a lot of us do not learn. Um, It's one that I I wish that there was a lot more conversation around. Um, The other thing that I want to share is that she says is freedom lies in accepting our whole imperfect selves and giving up the need for perfection. Okay. So um, I'm going to first talk about some emotional blocks to moving forward. We really need to understand what our emotional blocks are. Um, A lot of times, these are the things that are getting in the way of us finding the success that we're looking for in life. Um, Our negative self-talk or the negative narratives that we say and that we repeat about ourselves can be very toxic to recovery and be very toxic to moving forward. So I am going to be using um, a few things from the Seeking Safety book. It's something I use a lot in therapy. I'm just going over emotional blocks. um, And I, I feel fine sharing this in the show notes. So I will share this in the show notes. Okay, so the first one of the first emotional blocks, and it's one that I see a lot, is overwhelmed. I'm not capable. There's there's too much to do, and I don't have time. So this sometimes shows up, and it feels like maybe excuses, but there's an emotional component as well. We can't really just say that it's excuses. It actually that's something that's just going to put us in a shame cycle. 
And so when someone says like, no excuses, uh, actually, we really just need to understand it. Okay. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, there's a reason for it. And so we need to understand what is that thing that is creating the overwhelm for you and ways that you can self-soothe that overwhelm. It's going to help you to make a different choice. The second one is hopelessness. Why bother? Um, Nothing I ever do works out. I might as well give up now. Okay, this for me is self-sabotage. We are self-sabotaging before we even get to where we want to be. And it's, to me, this comes from a fear of, well, sometimes a fear of success, but also a fear of failure. Sometimes we are afraid of the success because um, we don't really understand what that would be like if we haven't had that type of success before. And so it can be a very scary thing to do something new. Okay. The other one is perfectionism. I'm not ready to start. I need to prepare. Well, it won't be good enough. So sometimes we get so overwhelmed with having it perfect that we don't even start something. And when we don't even start something without it being perfect, then again, it's another form of self-sabotage because perfection, you will never meet that standard, right? Like it's never going to be good enough. We have to try, move forward, practice, fail, get up, try again, and then continue to move forward. Okay. So the single most important concept, commitment means doing what you say, no matter how you're feeling. Okay. And so I like to call this acting into feeling. Um, A lot of times we want to feel motivated or we want to feel like we want to work out. And then when the feelings never come, we never do it, right? Because we're relying on our feelings to motivate us. And feelings are constantly changing. You'll go for in a day, you'll experience all different kinds of feelings. And so feelings are unreliable in terms of making decisions based off of or waiting for certain feelings in order to be motivated to take action in your life. Um, So the first thing that I would say is be really aware of that and thinking about acting into feelings. So for example, if I don't want to go to the gym, but I know that it's part of my health goals, it's part of I feel better afterwards, maybe I feel more energetic or less depressed, then I might just start with, okay, like, I'm just gonna put on my shoes. And then after my shoes are on, I'm going to walk out the door. And then I'm going to walk myself to class, even though I don't want to be there, maybe. This is the acting into feeling. This is making the choices that align with where we want to be, regardless of maybe if it's a bad day. Now, that being said, there are going to be days where we need rest days. Uh, So again, we keep this in balance. There are going to be days where, where we truly do need to take a step back and slow down. But that's the rare exception. And and then we utilize this acting into our feeling, making the choices that we know we that we are going to lead to our success. Okay. Um, think of a red traffic light. You don't decide to stop based up on how you feel. You know you need to stop. And so you do it. Commitments work the same way. If you know you need to do something, the idea is to do it even if you don't feel like it. So something that helps is like, writing out your schedule and having like time blocks on the areas of your life that you want to focus on. And actually I'm going to talk about future vision statements today and how that they can help you with staying focused on what you're working on. Um, You can become aware of your feelings and explore them, but still need to do the commitment as planned. So this is like um, 
think about what you really do want to commit to. I mean, I'm notorious for overcommitting myself. Like I totally want to some days take on the world and I way overcommit myself. So something that works for me is thinking about, okay, what can I realistically complete in a week? And then um, giving myself the time commit areas where I can commit to that time. Commit to goals that are your own, not somebody else's. So think about something like your own internal desires, things that you really want for yourself. Maybe not something that somebody else thinks you should do because you're not going to be intrinsically motivated. So you want to find goals that are intrinsically motivated, goals that drive you, goals that um, align with the kind of person you want to be, but also the goals that you want to work on for yourself. And if you don't know what those are, it's okay. Take some time and write write them down. Do some exploring. Do some self-discovery and think about what you'd like to do professionally, what you'd like to do. Uh, maybe there's um, a hobby or an interest that you have that you haven't been able to develop yet. Okay. When people say, I'll try my best or I'll try to do that thing, it often means I'm not really committed to this. A small goal that's actually accomplished is worth more than a large goal that you just try to do. Okay, so thinking about, okay, like what goals can I really commit to? What are things that I'm ready and willing to commit to that I have the time allowance and the support? And sometimes in order to reach our goals, we do need additional supports in our life. There's nothing wrong at all. We need support. We're going to do much more with people around us who are rallying for us than we ever will on our own. So thinking about what supports you need in your life so that you can move forward with that. Okay. Forget about what you did yesterday. Focus on today. Even if you failed a hundred times, it's only right now that matters. If you wake up, start late. If you're behind, begin anyways. So starting where you are today. And this this is going to lead me into a conversation about future vision statements. Um, a future vision statement is um, stated in the present where you want to be in your life. It is a, a, it's a commitment, but it's actually stated in the present tense as if these things have already happened in your life. They are, um, vision statements are incredibly powerful tools to reach your, to reach your goals or your dreams. It's a way of actually attracting those things into your life and manifesting them. Um, vision statements are incredibly, incredibly powerful. And especially when you write them in, in the present. So I'm going to give some examples. So I recommend writing a vision statement for emotionally, physically, spiritually, and then um, a lot of people add finances in their relationships um, that might include friendships. And then um, what other one was I going to say? Sometimes people put in like, um, you know, like daily tasks, like uh, organization too. Okay. So you would, you would write this as if it has already happened. So like if you have a goal of having like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in your savings account, or you have a financial goal, you would state it as if it's already happened. So, you know, I, I save for my future and this is the amount of money that I have set aside um, for retirement or other things. If you have a goal of being emotionally healthy, um, you may say something like, um, um, I choose to engage in mind body activities that support my mental health every day. I, and then you would say what you're doing. It's not, it's not like you're going to say, put in there. Um, I don't have any mental health struggles. Um, 
because if that's something that you're working on, you want to put something in there that's realistic, but you can put in what you are actively doing to work on those things. And you could even put in there like, um, I feel better than I ever have if you want to, um, because the more that you work on these things, the more you find tools and skills, the uh, the more things will um, improve. And so you can put that in there. Um, in terms of relationship, if you've never had a healthy relationship, you could specifically say, I uh, have a healthy relationship with a partner who supports me and motivates me. And I provide that same support to my partner. So these are just some ideas of some things you can add in there. Basically, you want to think about what you're wanting to create in your life. And you write this all down, you look at it every day. And every day you set goals on these things. And then at the end of the day, you hold yourself accountable for what you did or didn't do. So celebrating what you did, right? And I love to do this with some positive like affirmations. If positive affirmations don't work for you, I have some other ideas for you. The things like, um, I can do hard things. um, And then acknowledging all your strengths, really thinking about what are your strengths base? Because we always make more progress based off of our strengths than focusing on our weaknesses. So even when you're writing this, I really want you to put in like, the strengths that you have and focus on those strengths. And that is going to really help to move you forward. Whereas if we focus on our weaknesses, if we focus on our weak spots, that's not how we're going to move forward. It's just not a strong place to start. I mean, a stronger place is acknowledging what your strengths are and those help move us forward and ground our weaknesses. So, okay. Um, Use share persistence to fight feelings that get in the way. If you keep moving forward, eventually these feelings will go away. It is, we will have resistance in life and we will have resistance over all kinds of things. doesn't mean that we're doing anything wrong or anything like that. Resistance is just part of when we're moving into a zone of life that's uncomfortable, we will feel resistance. It's a new place to go. Um, not something it's taking us out of our safety or comfort zone. So it's totally normal to feel uncomfortable in those situations. Um, Make your goals concrete and simple. So when you're doing your future vision statement, you can, you know, I recommend just doing like um, a few sentences for each area. And then you want to put in there because I choose to. So like, if you say, um, Every day I choose to make my mental health a priority. Um, I, I accept my emotions and my experiences. And I know that they help me to move forward in my life. You would say something like, because I, you know, in, um, because I choose to do X, Y, or Z, because I choose to go to therapy, because I choose to journal every day, because I choose to communicate my feelings. Um, so you want to put in there the choices that you want to make. Okay. Um, Be very honest with yourself about what you can do. Sometimes people agree to do too much and then feel terrible when they can't do it. Okay. So then also thinking about, hey, am I someone that overcommits myself or am I someone who undercommits? So when you think about that, think about ways that you can balance out your weaknesses or um, move to your opposite is what we'd like to say. How can you move to your opposite? If you overcommit, maybe think about ways that you could simplify your life. Um, if you're someone who undercommits and doesn't like to, and doesn't like to um, move into your, um, to a, 
to a new place or try a new thing or develop a new skill. See what it's like to, to move into that area a little bit. Okay. Pretend you're someone that gets things done. Okay, so there is actually a lot of research on this. There's um, there's a video I'm going to include in the show notes, and it is about creating a self-identity through action. Okay, so it's kind of like thinking of yourself as a person that is in a role that you want to be in. Okay, this is why mentors are incredible. This is why having people that we admire can be incredible in our recovery. Thinking about somebody who motivates you or somebody who represents something, a quality that you want to have or acting in that way. So then you think about how would I act in this situation the way that that person would. Again, feelings follow actions. And so this allows you to develop the confidence to continue in that behavior instead of the old behavior because you tried something new, it worked, and you're going to reinforce that positively, then you're going to be more motivated to continue. Okay. Um, everything is a problem to be solved. It's not your identity, your self-worth, or a sign that you're not normal. Interpreting tasks in such big terms does not help. Okay, so making it about you or like if you fall in behind on your bills or you fall in behind on something and then telling yourself like, Oh, I'm just so stupid. Or why, why did I do this thing? It's, it will pull you down and it's going to keep you from your goal. Shame will always inhibit us. Um, failure and mistakes is part of our growth process. There's just no other way. Um, just think about, you know, um, a toddler that's learning to walk and that falls, you know, we don't yell at that toddler and be like, Oh, I can't believe you fell down. But yet we do that to ourselves. So really we want to think about being our own cheerleader and really motivating ourselves to move forward instead of bringing ourselves down. Okay. So um, the next one, again, don't beat yourself up. If you fail at something, think of it as an opportunity. Think about what did I learn from this experience and how can I use it in my recovery? Think about when you have a really hard day, I can't wait to see the good that's going to come out of this, right? What am I going to learn from this? What, and think about this. We're developing qualities and skills and strengths through our mistakes. It's how we become who we're meant to be is by learning from our mistakes, using it, and then, and then we move forward. Even if you seem to be moving three steps forward and two steps back, you're still ahead by a step. You can try, you can also try to figure out why you're having problems is the old building from the past and express anger or even um, exploring the resistance. If there's something you're really wanting to do, but every time you go to do it, you're feeling this incredible resistance. What's that about? Is there, is it fear? Is it, um, um, am I afraid to speak my truth? Um, you know, there was a time where I was, I was doing a lot more writing and I, and I noticed that I started to come up, bump up against this resistance of doing it, right? And so again, um, utilizing this, okay, the resistance is there. I'm going to lean into that resistance and learn from it. We pull from the resistance and then we just pull away from the resistance and we don't lean into it. We don't, we don't gain much because, because we're just moving back into our comfort zone, which, you know, it makes sense that we want to be in our comfort zone. Um, but that's not where the growth is going to happen. The growth is going to happen when we're, when we're really pushing ourselves. Okay. So one more thing I wanted to share with you. Okay. 
Um, when you change your life, it isn't to become the new you. It's to become the real you. The one of the kind diamond that will never exist again and never can be replaced. This is by Edith Eva Eaker. So a lot of times we think about, oh, I'm, I'm going to be the new me, right? I'm going to be a totally different person. And sometimes it rejects the strengths that we have gained along our path of resistance or even along our path of pain or sorrow or grief, anything that we have experienced. Sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we are rejecting the very things that have supported us along our journey. And sometimes we don't even make sense of these things till till we're pretty far down the path, but they are part of our story. And so by rejecting parts of our story, um, we forget that everything that has brought us to this point has served a purpose in our life and it's meant to help us move forward. And so if we can think about how all of these experiences in a way have taught us something, then they can all be culminated and used to help us move forward. Okay, so I want you to think about this. Just when you're writing your future picture statement, I want you to think about your authentic self. I want you to think about what you already have and what you can build upon. What are the strengths? What are the tools? What are the skills? What are the resources that you already have? And how can you build from where you're at? And start small. Do um, a few a few goals that you're really passionate about or really want to stay focused on, even if it's just one, you know, even if it's um, a goal to, you know, go to the gym a few times a week or develop a new skill like, um, you know, painting, or, you know, if you want to take a pottery class, or if you want to build um, a stronger social support system, um, anything like that, but just start small. Think of just a couple of areas um, and, it's best if you can write down with your future picture statement, at least emotional, physical, spiritual, um, and then like an intellectual goal. Um, this, that's because that makes the whole person. And so sometimes there's parts of ourselves we reject. Sometimes we can be really focused on ourselves physically, but then kind of um, neglect the intellectual needs that we have. But this is a way of meeting all of our needs and really stepping into the self-care. So when you have this, vision statement ready to go. What you do is you read it every single day. And then after you read that goal, uh, or after you read your statement, then you write small specific goals each day that align with that. And then at the end of the day, you hold yourself accountable. So if there's an area that you're really struggling in, I say, ask for help, ask for support. If it's not your strength, there's somebody out there who has that strength and can support you with it. Um, so like if finances isn't your strength, maybe there's a friend or someone who knows something that can be supportive and help you with that. There's tons of classes, there's tons of resources out there to help people. So there's a lot of different uh, avenues that you can go to develop strengths that maybe are not your strengths yet, but can become your strengths over time. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is how we can look at failure as success. So we are bound to make mistakes. We're bound to fail. We're bound to go through things that are um, challenging. It is just part of our human, human process. It's part of our growth process. It's part of really what makes us human is the ability to experience joy, but also go through difficult times or moments and then use that for our 
our ability to move forward or to increase our ability to move forward. So um, along with this daily practice, you want to incorporate like daily loving, compassionate kindness as you're progressing. So if you have a day where um, you weren't fully aligned with your future vision, practice kindness, practice compassion, and then just think about what can I, you know, what can help me tomorrow? What is something that I learned today that can I can use in my recovery and it can propel me forward? So the future vision and having this concrete plan really will fuel your recovery. This is really going to move you forward in incredible ways. You need three things. You need to have faith in yourself that it can, that it can be done, first of all. Um, a support system, people who are willing to root for you. If you don't have those people yet, it's okay. You can find those people. Um, just start focusing on the goals that you have and then think about ways that you can meet those people. And then um, the third thing is you need to really have faith that it, that it can happen. Really have faith that like, okay, these things that I'm writing down, these intention and these practices are going to lead me somewhere. If you think about anyone, um, Olympic athletes, um, you know, um, historical figures, people who have really had an impact in the world. It is not from one significant event that just changed everything. Okay. Um, in terms of success, people practice their skills and their talents over and over and over and over again. And they find ways to make corrections and they learn from that and then they move forward. I want you to think about that. You know, um, Olympic athletes, they spend hours and hours and hours um, working on their skills and perfecting their skills. So remember that it's not a one, life is not a one-time event. It is a step-by-step daily progress that we make by committing ourselves to the life we want to live, practicing those skills, and then allowing ourselves to move forward. It was awesome to be with you. Um, let me know if you have any questions. I hope you all have a chance to write up your future vision statements. They are awesome. They're incredible. I've used them my entire life and they have definitely helped me with moving forward. And I hope that they can help you. And then if you have any questions or comments, uh, don't hesitate to, to leave us a comment. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe, and if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.